everyone. So you're probably wondering what is she up to and why she got a microphone in front of her. So the secret is officially out. I'm starting a podcast called Dear Death and welcome to our first episode of Dear Death podcast. So just before I dive into it, I'm just going to give you a quick introduction to myself and basically just a bit of context for why I'm starting this podcast and basically just the background um, behind this idea of starting this podcast. So some of you may already know me, but my name is Dion and I am 24 years old. I was originally born in Zimbabwe and I came here just over 10 years ago, came here to the UK just over 10 years ago. And um, basically, Dear Death podcast is um, was inspired by my parents. So I'm gonna dive in a little bit about basically, you know, what does it? What do I mean? But it was inspired by my parents. So I lost my mum to COVID last year in 2021 February, and I lost her to COVID sadly. Um, and it happens so quickly, to be honest, guys, if I'm being honest, like, I kept hearing, like, oh, like, COVID is spreading, you need to be careful, you need to be safe, um, you know, I kept hearing, like, cases are, uh, like, increasing, the number of people that are passing away from COVID are increasing, but as a child of God, I stayed faithful, I stayed believing that, you know what, it might be happening out there, but it's not, it's, it's fine, it's not gonna happen to me, I didn't really worry too much about it. And I, at the time, I didn't know that my mum was high risk because she actually had diabetes. And um, my mum, she kept talking about how she wants to get the vaccine because she, you know, she's quite scared that if she gets it, she won't make it, and um, all of that kind of stuff. But I was like, mum, you'd be fine. Like, yeah, you can get the vaccine, but like, you don't necessarily have to. Like, God got you, that kind of thing. Um, and I was actually at uni at the time, so my mum suddenly just had like a cough. And obviously, I was at uni at the time, and I was in my final year. And you guys, you know what final year of uni is like. There's so many, there's so much to do. There's dissertation. There's you know looking for jobs after uni and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, I was kind of stressed myself at the time, anyway. Um, but like, so I wasn't like I wasn't really worried too much about anything else. I was just thinking about uni and how like you know this is so hard right now. This is final year. I need to get my degree. I need to get first. La la la. Um, and then there was just one time my mum was like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. Um, and I was like, what do you mean you're not feeling well? She was like, I've got a cough. And she had actually told me that the day before she was telling me that she's had a cough, she was working because my mum was a, a carer. So she was telling me that she was actually working at work the night before with someone that had COVID and they had to go to the hospital. So now I'm trying to put two and two together thinking, um, is she, like, she got COVID, like, what is this? Like, what's going on? But I still try not to worry. I'm someone that never really worry. Well, at that time, I didn't really worry. I kind of just like, I'll leave it to God. It's fine. God will sort it. So I didn't really worry at the time. Mum was like, I'm not feeling well. Like, I've got a cough. And I was like, have you gone to see the doctors? Mum, you need to get tested. And she was like, yeah, I've gone to the doctors. And he said, I've just got um, a chest infection. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Focus on your studies and stuff. I was like, okay. Um... And then, like as I like as I spoke to her more and more, like like as the days went by, because I started to notice a difference, like in how she spoke. And um, my sister actually, um, I was like, I was I was on the phone to my sister saying, like, my mum is not feeling well. Obviously, with this COVID thing, and my mum had actually lost one of her close friends two weeks before that to COVID. So I'm thinking, um, like. Obviously, God forbid, I don't want my mum to pass away. And I never went back home just because I was focusing on uni. 
So then I was talking to my sister about it, and my sister was like, yeah, girl, like, if I were you, girl, pack your bags and go. So I basically went back home. So I actually studied in Portsmouth, and I was, like, two hours away from my original home, which is Ellsbury. So packed my stuff, and I went back to Ellsbury to see how my mum was doing. Got home now, and my mum was not feeling great. She, you know, when you can look at your mum or you look at your parent and, and you can see a difference in how they are. Like, my mum was someone that didn't want me to worry, but she was so, like, ill that, she, like, she wasn't even trying to fake it to, like, make me not worry, if that makes sense. Because when I was at uni, before I came to visit her, she had actually gone to get tested for COVID and she didn't tell me that she she um she got COVID because she didn't want me to worry so she was like I'm fine it's just a chest thing it will go don't worry about me la 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 for me to then only find out from um one of the people that lived in my house at the time that she actually got COVID so I went home anyway so when I went home I knew she had COVID basically so I got home now she was, she was on the bed she looked skinny she just looked not well so I actually brought um, Sarah Vita. It's like a Zimbabwean um, porridge. So I got that from uni. I brought it from uni. I went to the shop, got a few fruits just to give her something to eat because like, I'd heard that she wasn't eating. So I got that and then I went home and um, got home and I made her the porridge because she used to love it so much. It's like one of our favourite. So I made it for her and she wasn't eating. I was like, mum, please, like, I came all the way from Portsmouth to see how you are. Like, please just make me happy by eating. So this is me trying to bribe her to eat. So that she did eat, but she still wasn't well. You know when you're just, like, genuinely scared because someone just doesn't look well? And obviously, like, I'm, like, I'm not a nurse or anything. Like, I don't know too much. So here's me now worrying, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry too much. Let me, like, leave her to sleep. So we slept. But in the night, like, I'm worried. So she's sleeping in my room because her room was, like, the room at the top, top third floor. So she didn't want to go up that far. So she just um, stayed in my room. And she... So in the, in, the, in the night, in the middle of the night, I had, like, a bang. Like, and I was like, wait, what's that? And I went upstairs and my mum had fell from the bed. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a bit much. My mum has just fell. Like, how does that work? And what do I do? So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to worry. So I put her back on the bed and I was like, God, it's fine. Like, this is me praying now in my head. I was like, God, like, cover her with the, with the blood of Jesus. I cover her with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I rebuke every pain she's feeling. La, 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 la. This is me obviously praying. And then in the morning now, I'm thinking, well, I'm not being funny. If she fell last night, I don't know if the, like, the day, what's, what's, what's the whole day going to do? So I was like, okay. So in the morning, I went upstairs now to see her again. And um, obviously, it's COVID. So I'm not trying to be up too much in a space because I'm thinking. But at, but at that time, if I'm being honest, I wasn't really worried about me getting COVID. I was just worried about my mum. But at the same time, you know, as a person, everyone's like, oh, be careful, la, la, la. So in the morning now, I'll go back upstairs to see how she's feeling. Um, go into her room. And she's still not well. And I was like, okay, let me put um, water in the bath so I can bath her. Because she couldn't bath at this point, guys. Like, my mum was at a critical stage. She couldn't bath. She couldn't go to the toilet herself. Like, all of these things. So I was like, okay, let me put bath so I can bath her. But Karen had to go to the bath. It was hard for me. So when I, when I started 
basically put the water in. I was like, hey, let me now carry her. And I couldn't. Guys, I struggled to carry my mummy to the bath. I was like, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to call the ambulance whilst I try to get her in the bath and they'll be on their way. So I called the ambulance, explained everything that's going on. And they're like, yeah, we'll be on our way. So they came now and I started crying. Like I looked at my mum and I just started crying because they put her on this thing to like, because obviously we were upstairs in my room. So they put her onto this thing to basically help get her downstairs. So I'm now worried thinking, um, like, you know, the ambulances, the way they act is very like, like there's something deep going on. So I'm now worried. I'm looking at her and I start to cry. And she was like, Dion, why are you crying? Like, she hadn't really spoken to me, bear in mind, since I'd come back from uni. So she's like, oh, why are you crying? I'm like, what do you mean why I'm crying? I'm looking at you like you're ill. And she was like, no, don't cry. Don't worry about me. And that's literally the last few, the last words she said to me. Like, she was like, don't worry about me. Don't cry. Like, and I said that she was just quiet. She went so hospital. Bear in mind, actually, I'm, I'm probably, this is probably going to be like, it's not like gibberish or like bits of information coming in because it's all coming in as I say to you guys to so bear with. But she didn't want to go to hospital. But obviously I was worried that if I don't take her to hospital, something will happen and I'll regret that I didn't take her to hospital. So now she's obviously sitting on that chair. Obviously she said like, don't worry about me, la la la. So she's now going to hospital and I'll ask them like, oh, like, what's the update? Like, what, what, what's, what's wrong with her? And they're like, oh, um... Yeah, your mum is not well, to be honest. Like, it's good that you called the ambulance. So we're going to take her to hospital and hopefully she'll be fine. I took her to hospital now. My mum was in hospital for about three weeks and I was on the phone with them every single day asking how she is. And it was almost like an arrangement that they do when people have COVID. So, like, they've got, like, this thing where they call you at a certain time every day or at some point in the day sometimes just to give you an update on how the person is doing. So sometimes it'll be good news, sometimes it'll be bad news. But... Like, I ended up creating, like, a group chat where people were praying and we're all praying for her. And, like, everyone was really... Oh, everyone was so lovely. Like, everyone was praying for her and stuff like that, sending their wishes, their well wishes and stuff. And then one day, guys, they were like, um, you, do you want to come to the hospital to see your mum? Because um, we're not going to lie. We don't think she's going to last. We think she's probably going to pass away in the next couple of hours or day. And I was like, no way, she's not going to pass away. Like, here's me now praying. I was like, God, I rebuke that in the mighty name of Jesus. My mom is not going like, to My mom is not gonna die. I commanded to die by fire. Here's me, obviously, like, going into Christian um, Christian defensive mode. Like, I said, like, no, like, my God is bigger, la, 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 la. Um, so I didn't go to hospital. I was like, she'll be fine. Bear in mind, I was at my brother's house, which is, like, three hours away from where she was the hospital so i was like i'm not gonna travel three hours for someone that's gonna be okay because i believe that god will make sure that she be okay okay now it's fine she's actually gone like days after that now so i'm thinking see i told you my god is great he's all powerful so days have gone by now and they've called again they're like "Mm, not being funny you might want to come out i know that we told you like a couple of days ago to come in and you didn't but this time you might really want to come in so we're all getting ready now to go to hospital we're all getting ready now to go to the hospital, like me and my um, my brother and his wife. And as we're getting ready, literally, as we're about to leave the house, they got a call and they're like, sorry, unfortunately, your mum has passed away. Guys, the feeling, the emotions, the shock, the denial, the everything hit me. My life stopped on that day. I will be honest, my life changed forever on that day. 
But obviously, I didn't know how it works when someone dies. Like, I didn't know... Like, I, I don't think it hit me enough. I think, we, like, when you first lose someone, I think you almost go into, like, it hasn't happened mode. Like, I was like, it hasn't happened. Like, so for the rest of the day, me and my brother and his wife, like, we're just, just sitting there thinking, wait, this has just happened. Obviously, cried. Obviously, now told people, everyone's calling. And we'll dive in a little bit deeper about people calling and stuff, because honestly, it's so overwhelming. So people are calling and stuff, um... And then um, it's now planning for the funeral. And obviously, I've never done this before. Bear in mind, I was actually 20... I was 21 at the time. My mum passed away. So bear in mind, I'm just at uni. I'm in my final year. I'm thinking, like, I don't know how these things work. So now everyone's trying to guide me. Everyone's like, okay, so this is what you need to do. So now I'm planning everything, guys, from the coffin, from the funeral. Obviously, my mum... She's Zimbabwe, so she had to be repatriated to Zimbabwe. So ideally, I wanted her to be buried in the UK, but obviously, most of her kids are in Africa, so it, like it made sense for us to compromise for her to be buried in Zimbabwe. So now I'm um I'm planning her repatriation to Zimbabwe, um doing all of this honestly by myself. Like obviously, I had like a few family members helping here and there, but the majority of it, the decisions I had to make, the like, the coffin that we're choosing, how much it's going to cost. Like, I think, honestly, thank you to everyone on here and everyone that's watching this and most people that did help at the time because I remember posting, like, a GoFundMe and, like, a posting my bank details on social media like and everyone contributed, everyone helped, everyone sent money. And thank you so much. I honestly appreciate it because I couldn't have done it with any of you. So I got the money now and then I see my mum managed to repatriate it to Zimbabwe. And honestly, my life completely changed, guys. Like, my life really changed. And we'll dig in a little bit deeper about that as we go through each episode. But um, when I think about it, and as I say it to you guys, it's so emotional because, like, the Dion I was then when my mum was alive and the Dion I am today is completely different. And I think losing a parent is the most difficult thing anyone can ever go through because it hits you and you don't expect the person that brings you to this planet to pass away right like in my head I'm thinking like my mom is gonna be there when I get married she's gonna be there when I have kids she's gonna be there when I do everything like I had so many plans with my mom and those that know me just knew me and my mom like it was me and my mom against the world like me and my mom were from when I came to the UK, we got very, very close. Um, like, we almost learned to love each other. I know that, obviously, parents, they come with unconditional love already. But I think with me and my mum, there was obviously her unconditional love for me as a daughter. But we also grew to love each other even more through the trials and tribulations, through the the through the bad things I would do or the things that she would do that would annoy me. We grew to love each other regardless. Like, we really created, like, a bond that was so unbreakable. Um, so she was, like, my best friend. So, like, you can imagine now that I've lost my best friend and, like, my only pretty much relative because, I like, I'm not close to, like, any of my other family members. Like, especially at the time, I was not close to any of my other family members, not close to any of my brothers. So my mum was, like, my only family, like, my only person. Obviously, my dad as well, but my dad was in Zimbabwe at the time. So it was literally me and my mum against the world. So it was hard. So as soon as I lost my mum, like, obviously, after she was repatriated to Zimbabwe, I knew that 
I was that person. Like, I'm literally that person that finds it difficult to speak about my emotions. You're probably thinking, is it? Really, Dion? Because you're really on a podcast right now talking about your emotions. But yeah, that's why I'm really trying to get out of my comfort zone and fight that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to start therapy because I don't think I'll last if I don't start therapy because... Yeah, so straight away, I knew that I wasn't going to last until unless I start therapy. Because I don't speak to anyone about my emotions, I knew that it would all bottle up in my head and I needed to speak. So one of my friends actually um, was doing therapy at the time. So she referred me to um, frontline therapist. And that really, honestly, that like changed the game for me. So um, I think after she like referred me to them after about like a month, I think you got like a waiting list or something, but it didn't take long. Um, and before I actually got my therapist, I prayed. I prayed to God that God would give me, a, 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 I guess, a therapist I can open up to and let it be a space where I actually grow, a space where I will heal, not just do therapy for the sake of it. So I finally got my therapist now, met her. Trust me, it took about like three to four months until I actually started to fully open up about my mum and how I actually felt about whole, the, the whole grieving thing. So she even talks about it now, like how long it took me to open up about it. So obviously now start therapy, that really did help me. I'm not going to lie. And I'm still doing therapy up until this day because, girl, I really need it. Um and I really and I really see the benefits of it. Like I really see the benefits of the therapy and like it helps me speak. It means that every week I'm forced to at least speak and open up about my about my emotions. Um so honestly therapy I'll definitely recommend it. If you're there sitting there thinking like I've always wanted to do it, I don't know if I should. For me definitely helped. It depends like what you want to get out of it. Really have clear um reasons as to why you want to start therapy and definitely you see the results but for me definitely definitely helped and um, it's still helping me each, each week honestly and each day um for me to actually like carry on obviously with god first um but yeah so honestly like losing my mom was the hardest thing I've ever gone through my whole entire life. But we're going to dig in a little bit deeper about it as we go through um, each episode of Dear Death. But just before I finish this episode, I will tell you also about what happened to my dad. So I lost my dad this year in 2022, um, just less than three months ago. I lost him in August, um, just after my holiday. So I'd actually just gone to Zimbabwe to do my mum's tombstone unveiling um, in Zimbabwe and actually see where she was buried because I hadn't seen where she was buried yet because of COVID and um, also just like saving money to go see her and see where she was buried and stuff. So obviously I was there, spent some time with my dad. Um, me and my dad, like, I will obviously explain more about, about our relationship, but like this was the first time I was like you know what I'm gonna go to Zimbabwe I'm really gonna try with my dad like I'm really gonna like you know take him on a day and all these things and stuff like that so we really spent a lot of time together thank god um so now I came back to the UK so literally after a couple of days after I came back to the UK my dad started saying that he's not feeling well he's like oh like I've got a cold I just feel weak so you know when someone says they've got a cold you're kind of like oh they'll be fine like you don't worry too much about it so I was like oh like like, you'll be fine, Dad. Like, um, you're going to be okay and stuff like that. And, yeah, I wasn't worried because he's, like, four 
bigger things in his life, like his four bigger diseases, um, which I'll dig into a little bit more later. But so I was like not worried about it at all. And then a couple of days went by, they're like, mm, you're going to take him to hospital. So one of my brothers that's in Zimbabwe was like, yeah, I'm going to take him to hospital. So they took him to hospital. Um, and they're like, yeah, he needs to get some tests done and stuff like that. Bear in mind that like, um, my dad's, like, I was my dad's almost a parent like I took care of my dad from like the age of like 16 I was taking care of my dad like you know in terms of like food like everything like that so I sent some money he got his test done and stuff like that just before his test results came out he passed away honestly like my life has honestly been so shambles and like so crazy and like just so horrible like you know sometimes I literally sit here and think like God, why me? Like, why did you choose me for such a big test, such a big trial, such a big storm? Like, why are you trusting me with the storm? Like, why me? Like, why why both of my parents? Like, honestly, anyway, so now my dad has passed away. And obviously, I'm here. So now I'm thinking, do I go back to Zimbabwe? Like, and bear in mind, you know, when you just come back from holiday, you literally spent pretty much all your money. Um, but I could have gone back to Zimbabwe. But you know, when you're just so like tired of like bad news and like, so I didn't go to Zimbabwe actually um, for my dad's funeral. I stayed here just to see, like, helped out where I could in terms of like the. Again, I was that main person like picking out the the coffin, the funeral cost. That everyone was pretty much looking at me. I was digging a little bit deeper about why that is that is the case in my family and like why I pretty much had to do everything for my mom and my dad. Um, see, especially for my dad. Um, see, yeah, people did help where they could in Zimbabwe, but like most of the cost was just Dion, 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 Dion. And you can imagine when you've just lost a parent, like you're almost like I was almost not given time to grieve every like when I lost my mom I was not given time to grieve it was like almost like let's go straight into planning the funeral let's go straight into picking the coffee let's go straight into repatriation same for my dad like let's go straight into what is needed what coffin do you want your dad to go into like those are the kind of things I had to pick and like think about and stuff um so now my dad is buried and again like I, like, I still even struggle now to talk about, like, what happened to my dad. Maybe because it's still early on. Um, I guess because my mum, like, it took me about three to four months to even dig into it with my... Um, or dive into it with my therapist. So maybe that will be the case for this one. But basically, this podcast, girl, girls and guys, and everyone listening, is going to be a journey. I'm going to explain to you guys... Um, how it's been for me it's not easy if I'm being honest like losing both of my parents has been the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life and my life has not been easy I'll tell you that for free people that know me know that I've gone through some of the most difficult things in my life but this is the worst and the number one storm I've ever had to go through and it's so hard I have days when I'm smiling and I'm, I'm I'm fighting to you know be okay and like yeah let's go out but and I have days when I just can't pretend I have days when I literally struggle to pretend that I'm happy because I'm not like it's not easy like my like I, like I said earlier my mom was my best friend it was me and my mom my dad was my best friend as well. So my dad, like, was my best friend from when I was, like, from when I was born, let's say, until I was about, like, 
eight, nine-ish, I was really close to my dad. Like, I was a dad's girl. And I said, came here, I got closer to my mum. So I was close with them, but obviously different times because they did um, break up when I was quite young. I think, like, my mum and my dad separated when I was, like, eight or something. So eight or nine, around that age. So, like, I was close to them for different times. And honestly, it's just a mess. But... Like, they were my two people. They were, like, my people, my family, my go-to people, my everything. Like, they prayed for me. They encouraged me. They were the people that knew the real Dion. Like, I would go to them with anything, especially my mom. She was my bestie. Like, if you annoyed me, she knew that, trust me. If you dated me, my mom knew. If you, like, she was, like... Like, I didn't have to fake anything with my mum. Like, I didn't have to be this person with my mum. And, like, that just made me want to be... That just made me want to be proud of her, make her proud even more. Um, and like I said, like, me and my mum created this amazing bond that I don't think I can ever create with anyone. Um, but, yeah, so in this podcast, we'll dig in a little bit deeper about these experiences. And you guys, I'll get to, talk, I'll get to tell you guys, you know, about how it's been and how it is, like, grieving as a Christian grieving as a um yeah grieving as a christian and what it's like to just be in this world where you don't have parents anymore you don't have that guidance you pretty much have to win your own life and just like guide yourself um and i'll also get some of my friends to come on here so they can talk through how they supported me and if they didn't what i think they could have done to support me because grieving is hard right no one knows how to like help anyone no one knows how to do it so let alone like knowing how to actually help a friend that is grieving is so difficult so we're gonna dive in a little bit about that so we can like my friends i get my friends to come on here and i also get um friends and friends of friends that have lost their loved ones as well so they'll come on here and we'll do like a interview conversation thing while they'll talk, also talk about their experiences and how they've been dealing with it you might be able to get one of two one or two ideas of how you can deal with your grief honestly it's difficult and like i said this podcast is no is by no means giving you the ticklist of how to grieve or the right way or the wrong way this is just my experience and other people's experiences that i'll be sharing on here um um, but yeah, I hope that gives you like a little taste of my life and it gives you a little taste of what I've been dealing with for the last two years of my life and how it's been. And honestly, it's been crazy, but God has been amazing to me. He's um, given me the strength to wake up each day and carry on even when I really don't want to get out of bed, even when I really like want to just not even be part of this world. God has like given me the strength to literally tackle each day of my life and um just the strength to carry on really so this is the end of this episode the first episode um hopefully you're excited for the next episode so you can learn a bit more about my experience and i want to know about you guys as well so feel free to comment and feel free to like let me know anything else you want to hear um but yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll see you guys next week bye